Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us as we finish up this week on the subject of the anointing. Um, we talked about what is the anointing. Uh, we talked about hindrances to the anointing. And so we've uh, broken it down a little bit. Today is going to be simple, but I want to talk to you about two things having to do with the anointing. First of all, we talked about earlier in the week how the anointing is for a purpose. But when you look at the Lord, um, ultimately, uh, there's a scripture that says um, that God, uh, the Bible actually says in Psalms, to love what the Lord loves and hate what the Lord hates. Many Christians don't like that word hate and say you shouldn't hate. But the Bible says to love what the Lord loves and hate what the Lord hates. So when you align yourself to be a person who is going after the things that go- that are important to the Lord, you make yourself a priority to the Lord to bless, to protect. Obviously, his children, he wants to take care of his children. But when it comes to your purpose on the planet, our goal and plan should be, Lord, while I was on the earth, when we meet with the Lord, you know, and we stand before the Lord, what... To be able to say, Lord, while I was on the earth, I went after what you were after. I wanted my goals to align with yours. Um, So we're going to talk about that today. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and it says, But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. The whole reason for the baptism of the Holy Ghost wasn't just to give us a prayer language. The purpose of the the baptism of the Holy Ghost was power for service. God didn't want His people being without power. He didn't want this, the He didn't want the gospel to be in word only. He wanted it to be in word and signs and wonders. Paul said in First Corinthians chapter two, he said, and I verse one, and I, when I brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This doesn't mean that we're called to be ignorant people and not study and not have good pronunciation. And Oh, I just, you know, I have the power of God. But he's saying, I didn't lean on those things. They weren't the foremost things that he came in demonstration of the power of God. So the anointing, the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is where where the anointing comes from. The purpose is power to be a witness that you can fully preach the gospel um, to uh, that that you can fully preach the gospel. I'm going to find a scripture here while I'm talking um, that Paul said. I'm pretty sure it's in Romans. But he said, um, uh, for us, God wanted to equip us. He said to his disciples in Luke twenty four forty nine. he said, but go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And so he was saying, you're born again, but I don't want you to go anywhere until you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, because the gospel without a demonstration is not the full gospel. The word isn't supposed to come in word only, but in word with mighty power. So I want you to see this here. It says, Romans 15, uh, verse verse 18. For I will dare not to speak of any of those things which, which Christ has not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God 
so that from Jerusalem and roundabout Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So the Bible says here that if there's not if there's not power going with the gospel, the gospel hasn't been fully preached. You know, I talked with the lady this morning. I went and did a hospice visit for one of my neighbors. Um, uh, uh, she came over and she asked for me to go visit her husband. So I went in, talked to him, prayed with him, made sure he was born again, prayed with the person in his room. Um, but then I, I talked to this lady and she was Jewish. And, no, I can't. You know, I can't. I don't. I said, can I pray for you about something? She's like, no, you know, gee, I don't, you know, I'm Jewish. I can't. And and for her, one of the biggest proofs becomes a couple of things, becomes prophecy. I talked to her about Bible prophecy. I talked to her about healing. I talked to her. There's nothing she said she needed in her body for me to pray for her for. But a proof of the gospel is the healing power of God, that by the name of Jesus, people are still raised up. The gospel was never meant to be watered down and to be without power. As a minister of the gospel, you have to make up your mind. You being anointed and having miracles is not up to God. He doesn't pick some and choose some. It's up to you. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4, verse 24 in the Amplified, it says, the, Be careful what you hear, for the measure of thought and study that you give to the truth will be the, the measure of virtue and knowledge or power that's measured back to you. And so for us, as you decide, if I'm going to preach the gospel or since I'm going to preach the gospel, even if you're not a minute, even if you're not a full time minister, Lord, when I speak, let there be a weight on my words. Let my words be filled with the anointing. When I lay hands on the sick, that they would recover the gospel. The anointing is there to destroy the yoke of bondage. The Bible says that the anointing is there to destroy the yoke of bondage. God gives believers the anointing so that when they go and preach, signs follow the preaching of the word. Ultimately, God's number one agenda on planet earth is not to heal people. It's not to break addiction off people's life. God's number one agenda on planet earth is for people to come to know Jesus. It's for people to receive eternal life. I'm going to read to you 2 Peter. But when you align your heart with the purposes of God, when you say to the Lord, Lord, what matters to you matters to me. I don't want to have my own plans. I don't want to do my own things. Lord, I'm going to align my life with what you what what you stand for. I'm going to align my life not not just with what what morally what you stand for and for your standards, but with your plan on planet earth. God has a plan on planet earth. It says here second uh, Peter three verse eight and nine, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not any want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God wants everyone to repent. The Bible even says that he's giving more time so that more people can be saved. God has a plan on the earth. The reason, the only reason why Jesus Christ hasn't come back yet is because God wants to give more time for people to be born again. And you know, we're living in an age now where technology will allow this. I heard um, a friend told me that he had a buddy uh, who went on this uh, app called TikTok where you make videos. And and I don't even know exactly what the video was, but he, he in this short video, did a prayer of salvation. He did a call and a prayer of salvation in this short video. 
and he said that he had it somehow got bumped up and he had over 900,000 views on this video and 80,000 people who confirmed that they prayed with him. And I don't know how the app works, how all that works, but you think about the technology that in one moment of time, you can make a video 30, I don't know what it is, 30 seconds, a minute, maybe even less. And you can see people hear the gospel presented, people who never go into a church, people who are raised around religion, but you, you have someone who has the anointing of God on their voice. The thing about the gospel is the Bible says in Romans 1.16 that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you have the power to be a witness. So God has set it up that there's an anointing on the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you preach it boldly, it will come across with an anointing. If you proclaim it with all your, it will come across with an anointing that people behind a social media app, checking out videos, most of the time getting on there just to watch stupid videos can encounter the gospel and can have their life changed because of one video that one person does. We're living in a day where technology will, by technology, it'll allow us to communicate the gospel to the far reaches of the earth. I know there are a lot of people without electricity, but there's more than half the earth with electricity and that has access. You hear you hear statistics like it was a couple billion people who watched the last World Cup around the earth. There's people in Africa who, you know, have smartphones. They have ride on ride bicycles and they don't have jobs, but they got smartphones, right? Somehow and they're watching soccer, they're streaming soccer on their smartphone. Man, imagine if we could in the next World Cup pay for commercials that would had a gospel presentation where everywhere around the world when people watch soccer they got a gospel presentation. What if for the next Super Bowl, this Super Bowl coming up uh, in a couple days, there was a commercial or three commercials or five commercials? Or what about if you they bought all the blocks of the commercials and every commercial was a call, was, was the gospel being preached? This is what God's purpose on this earth is. And these are the purposes that he blesses. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, he actually says, take no thought for what you think, excuse me, take no thought for what you eat, what you drink, what you'll wear. Your father knows you have need of all these things. I used to, you know, Lord, I'm believing you for new clothes, and I used to pray about it. I, <laughs> I don't have to pray about clothes anymore, about shoes. The Lord takes care of it for me. He specifically said, don't even think about your wardrobe. Uh, he takes care of those things, but he anoints people who go after his purpose. God is looking for people. And this leads me into my second part. The anointing comes by consecration. The, the, it, like when Joshua said to, the, to the, the Lord anointed him, because this is the type of person that he was. He said, if it seems evil to you, to the Israelites, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, then don't serve him. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But he said, but choose you this day whom you will serve. People who've consecrated their life, who are not stuck between two opinions. This is what I see so often. People who are so easily back in the world and back out of the world. People who are okay to go get drunk and then come back to church. And listen, if you're in a place where you're struggling with something, struggle your way out of it. But, but, but consecrate your life to the Lord. You should, be, you should be crying out to the Lord. I remember a time in my teenage years, early adult years, where I was dealing with an issue. And I remember getting to the point in my heart that I was so frustrated with, with the sin that I allowed in my life, where I, I just cried out to the Lord. I remember one, one day, one night crying out to the Lord, Lord, you've got to help me. Lord, I don't want to be stuck in this anymore. This has gone on for far too long. I remember crying so hard. I went to work the next day and, I, and you could see 
the blood vessels in my eyes where the t- where where the tear like where there had been the I guess the tear the I'd spent time on my face, but you could see the lines down from my eyes, and you could see the blood vessels because I'd cry. Lord, you've got to help me, empower me to break free from this. But many people have just never made up their mind. Yeah, I like to serve the Lord, but I also like this sin on the side. Consecration is the key. God's not gonna. The Bible says even hate the vessel, hate the. The Bible says to hate the even the garment that's spotted by the flesh. God is looking for people that He can purify. You don't have to purify yourself. You come and you make a decision. I'm not. I'm not sinning anymore. I'm laying these things aside. If it's friends, I need to get rid of. If it's if it's subscriptions to things, I need to get rid of. If it's whatever it is, I'm leaving it beside. And you cry out to the Lord, and He will by His fire, by His anointing, by His very presence come, and He will burn the, that stuff out of you. The fire. People ask me, what's the purpose of the fire? The fire is there to burn out the nonsense in your life. It's there to burn out the old ways of doing things. When you lay your life on the altar, the Bible says in Romans 12, present your body a living sacrifice unto God. And don't crawl off the altar when you're done. You know that your life is not your own. Consecration is a key. The Bible says you've been bought with a price. Your life is not your own. You don't belong to you. People want Christianity in in a convenient travel-sized can. You know, I want my ticket to heaven, but I don't want to have to commit to this thing. Christianity is all in. God is looking for people. And I believe we have people here listening to these podcasts, but not only just listen to this podcast, we have a generation that's rising up, that's making a decision. Listen, I'm sick and tired of doing things halfway. I'm all in. God, whatever you have for me, not on my terms, God, on your terms, I consecrate my life to you. People of worship, people that the Lord places his anointing on, that the anointing will, will, will bubble up out of you and you'll access anointing by your consecration, by being sold out. The Bible says, I'll leave you with this. The Bible says about Jesus, it says that the, the Lord, he was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows because he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. People say, what does it mean to be sold out to God? You love what God loves and you hate what God hates. Love, the Bible talks about love in 1 Corinthians. It says love doesn't laugh at injustice. It rejoices, it isn't rejoices, it rejoices in the truth. So when you get around people who are, who are saying things that are wrong, that you can't laugh at certain jokes. Why? Because I'm sold out to the Lord. I can't watch certain things. I went to turn on a uh, um, a comedy thing the other night, and there's this guy, Ricky Gervais, who's the, if you've watched the show The Office, he's the British version of that. And I turned it on, and his first joke was about Jesus. And this guy's an atheist. But I thought, oh, I'll just watch it. I think he's funny. And his first joke was making fun of Jesus. And on the inside, I'm like, I can't believe I even started this thing. I, there's no way. You, as a child of God, you hate what God hates. When people mock the Lord, I'm not even cracking a smile. I'm going to stand up. No, I, I, uh-uh. I don't think so. Not me. I love the Lord. Don't you make fun of the Lord. I heard a, uh, a story of a man of God. I think it was uh, John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father, who, who got aboard a, a train or uh, something like that, public transport bus or something. And he was standing there and people started taking the Lord's name in vain. Jesus Christ, you know, they were, they were saying this. And he just got so angry on the inside that they said it one more time. And they said, Jesus Christ, I know him out loud. I know him. I love him. Jesus, I praise you. And he got loud and he just started praising the Lord and everyone shut up. 
And he said, if you're going to use his name, I'm going to use his name. And he began to praise the Lord right there in public. Why? You're not doing that to my Lord and Savior. You get a, a, you get a, a, a hatred on the inside of you for what, what displeases God and a love for what pleases God. Consecration is a key to the anointing and a purpose for souls. Love what God loves. We love you here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week on the podcast.